0: Me
1: and my friend Mike T. Yeah. Me and my friend Mike T on the Look at My Records podcast.
0: Yeah. Feeling strong about the pod.
1: You ate a banana, (laughs) chock full of potassium, and
0: Mexican beer. Yeah. My veins are coursing with um, uh, not sturdy nutrients. (laughs) That's that's nutritious. This is all nutritious (laughs) stuff. You can
1: derive something from both to get you sustained Hey, so Mike, your Project Edna, prepping for a big 2020. By the time this airs, it'll be 2020. Yeah, man. So let me say that. Let me rephrase that. This is going to be a big year for Edna, the awesome Edna, who I've seen live several times. I'm always very impressed. I think I drunkenly come up to you after every show. I'm like,
0: dude, that was so great. Yeah, which I can't like... Uh, express gratitude enough for like it's for someone who has no uh, internet footprint it's it's helpful to get the in-person accolades you're a showman for sure so tell me over the last few years
1: edna's played a handful of shows with nicola falls justin jack rounding out your live lineup and you're about to release an ep lp
0: um, what's what's happening yeah uh, so <clears throat> the <sighs> what's happening is gonna be a series of uh, digital seven inches so like a side b side singles um, gonna be coming out hopefully uh, every month for the first six months and that's a huge commitment to put on record right now um but the original concept was like an eight track ep or mini lp and then um you know when you sit with something for way too long you end up saying you know what let's just release two songs and see how that feels <laughs> so yeah uh, a debut single we're looking at debut singles right now
1: which feels good it's really exciting the song is great the one song that i heard recorded did i
0: only send you one
1: yeah very well done though and it's awesome tell us about that one i'm assuming that'll be the first single yeah that was released
0: that was surrender right yes okay so um that song was written honestly the bones of it existed right at the very end of terrible terrible which was my band from like 2013 to 2015 i want to say um and that was the first song i had written immediately after the uh, dissolving of that group and it just stayed in our live repertoire forever kind of i was always rewriting the lyrics and since i wasn't recording the song i had no obligation to like um, see its completion too soon, um, but that was just a super obvious choice to start recording once Justin and I, uh, also Nick and Jack, um, were like, "Okay, we need we need material to send out. Like this band is worth having, um, you know, actual physical recordings of." Uh, so we got to it honestly, the summer before last, uh, that's like 2017. Um, and took maybe two months to record eight things. And again, scrapped almost all of it except for this song and Dead Languages. Um, and the other six aren't, you know, underground or anything, but they are going to Take a little more time to see the light of day. So,
1: are you planning on re-recording those songs? You think
0: Um, there are just like little, there are just little things on each of them that uh, I want to see tweaked. Whether it's like lyrical things or vocal performance or like uh, small arrangement ideas. But that also said, I wasn't certain of the release of these two songs until I sent them to mix. Which, uh, if Justin listens to this he will Immediately roll his eyes and shout I told, <laughs> I told you so <laughs> Because he's like you'll like everything Much better once like uh, We hear how it would actually Finally sound.
1: Some send us someone To master yeah, it. Right? Or, yeah mm-hmm.
0: to like actually Bring out all Of the things that we spent so Long recording and level them You know color them perfectly
1: Cool and so Justin Mayfield who plays Guitar in Edna recorded these songs that are gonna come out what's that process like working with him he's very patient guy really nice (laughs) very nice person what's his style recording with him in his
0: great basement well justin is like you said so patient and also so good to me um when i'm like I have this idea, and then he's like, "Okay, what's the idea?" And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! no. You have to." <laughs> like, it's almost like he has to coax it um, out of me sometimes. And he's really good at just like pulling um, like a very vague idea out and, and making it concrete. Um, but yeah, uh, we recorded all of the basics uh, live. Like, we recorded the drums with the full band playing together and then uh, dubbed and layered everything after that. But um, (laughs) I've never truly had someone during like vocals recordings be so, so patient. And like, so like, I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. I feel like I'm screaming right now. Like, can we try like the next two hours of me, like being really quiet? And he's like,
2: i mean i guess
0: <laughs> like like really really polite and um i i think it's just he he loves he loves music so much it's like if you're ever hanging out with nick just like you go to just hang out with nick like justin is almost 100 percent in the basement like working on something it's it's an amazing devotion he has to the process.
1: Totally. And yeah. how do you think since I've seen Edna live a couple of times, as I said I was really struck by the emotion that you put into your live performances and the energy. It's very captivating in that basement Tarheel Lounge. Shout out to Tarheel Lounge. Shout out to Tarheel do you, did you try to translate that into the recordings
0: or were you trying to do something different? Yeah, I mean, again, if I, if I said, I, if I told you that I knew what I was trying to capture from the get go, I'd, I'd fully be lying. But, um, like Dead Languages is a single which I haven't sent, I thought I sent you, but I didn't send you, I guess. Um, is super high energy and super like uh full out rock and roll um and that is me basically trying to capture like what i love about a live show and the energy of like a real deal rock and roll performance man um whereas like surrender i really see as kind of a product of trying to make something beautiful in the studio and make something really um, just not unintrusive because I, I, I do hate the concept of like emotional wallpaper like you know could just be thrown on a chill indie playlist and you'd be like oh yeah yeah I won't skip this um, but I just kind of like how hazy uh, and how the performance of everything kind of like washes over you not in a way where you're not paying attention to it but um in a way where it's like you can maybe be more contemplative with it uh but you know you've seen me um in maybe not the most uh dignified (laughs) uh dispositions while playing live um and I'll and I'll get a little more lively on the quieter yeah, tunes. Yeah, but it works. For you, though. <laughs> it works. I try, Yeah. Thanks, man.
1: And what about your background? You're from Westfield, New Jersey. Shout out. You're a little younger than me, though. Yeah. So not I'm not, not sure much. if we really grew up with the exact same music scene going on in New Jersey. Yeah. But what were your first experiences writing, mm-hmm. recording music, playing in bands, and things like that in high school in New Jersey, yeah. specifically. Well,
2: how old are you?
0: I'm 32. You're 32. I'm 28. Yeah. Um. So there was, like, a, a, probably a scene difference, and I would... But I'm guessing, based on Nick's experience, they're probably kind of similar. similar. Though, were you playing in bands?
1: No. You well, weren't. yeah, actually, I was you lead were? singer of one band. Yo. <laughs> what was the name of that band? Fairview Burning. Okay. Very Third Wave emo. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so, like... Uh, i'm gonna just come right out and say it. it's ska 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 yeah dude that's ska, great man <laughs> like, i mean we did a lot of that stuff as well yeah that it, it, you had to have because i really felt like the screamo and emo stuff was existing at the same time yeah. but was being played by like kids that were maybe your age or even older um there were so many of those bands happening um so my experience uh Like, having played guitar since I was, like, 10 or 11, um, and, like, kind of having bands always with Jack Browning, who was my neighbor, um, I had never, like, seen, like, bands outside of stadiums or, like, outside of uh, PNC Bank Art Center. Yeah. Um, So, like, the first time somebody took me to, like, a battle of the bands and, like, I want to say a Cranford gymnasium... Um, it was like it was literally uh, all I can remember is ska bands. so I was like oh so like you don't have to be Fleetwood Mac to play live shows like you can do it but also like as a 14 year old kid you were like I guess that means you have to play ska (laughs) 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 which I was down with because you know like that's Fourteen-year-old kids is who Scott is made for. Yeah, it's for it's for people with that level of energy, Um, and I definitely had it. And um, so, you know, I I would say like (laughs) the the time period between going to that first Battle of the Bands and then like booking my first live show was like a pretty brief period of time. I just like hastily grabbed every person from the fucking like uh, school band who played like trumpet or fucking trombone and had Jack and etc uh, etc cetera, et cetera. and we put together some like pretty bad songs um, a lot of covers I remember uh, and that's kind of I was like okay you have to write songs to play shows um, it, it wasn't so much like a solitary like source of catharsis it was like I want to perform, like I want to rock. That looks like so much fun, and uh, I, I love the community of it all. So to get involved was to write, and um, I didn't. Jack wrote, <laughs> Jack wrote the lyrics for like the first like three years, and then like when I hit uh, junior year high school, when I started. Smoking, yeah. Um, I was like <laughs> drugs you know man I do think I have some ideas that might go <laughs> pretty good <laughs> um, so, so that's, uh, that's sort of the origin of it all and to this day like I mean I, I would even say the proof of the Edna existing for three years now without um, sturdy uh, recorded material but a a band that kind of exists and a band that I really like to play live with is like proof that I'm so, uh, like dedicated to the idea and the, and the, the
2: power of a
0: live show. Like, I think there's so much, uh, there's, there's like this ineffable power to seeing a good fucking band. Yeah.
1: And Edna is one of those good fucking bands that we can't wait to see perform live more in 2020. Yeah, man. So tell me about this concept of releasing two songs a month yeah. as a digital seven-inch single. Why'd yeah. you decide to release the songs in that manner?
0: Um, I, I hate to... You know, I, I love, love the album form. I don't think it will ever be truly obsolete, um, uh, but I do think from like a, a purely business—you—you uh, you can't see—but I'm I'm imploding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, it's just like people release an album, and uh, people who are not dedicated to listening to that artist's album will listen to the first two songs, probably. At best um, and I, I want to create the greatest chance of people listening to these songs front to back um, not because I think they deserve it more than anybody else who writes a fucking album or an EP or anything like that it, it just it just uh, I, I, also, I also think there's like a small excitement to the like uh, ceremony or event of it all also being someone who only records himself for like purely home demo purposes, uh, getting like Justin and everybody who's in the mix, Mark Busey, shout out, um, who has mixed uh, most of this material or all of this material, um, getting them all involved is like asking a lot of other people. Um, And I do feel like this is my songwriting vehicle. I am still reliant on other people though, um, which means I, you know, I, uh, Big Thief putting out two records in a year is something I look at and I'm like, they're doing it right. Like this is what artists ought to be doing is like, putting something out, like tour it, don't dwell on it. Don't fucking wait for a 10 year anniversary of it. Like put out another record. Whatever, six eight months later, <clears throat> like that's that's inspiring artistry, and I uh, I, I like the prolificness of, and seeing an artist who is just putting it out. Yeah,
1: that know. was nuts that they put out two <laughs> records. This yeah, year. that's a rarity, and it's an incredible feat because both of them are pretty good records.
0: I would even go as far as say great records. Yeah, yeah. they're great. <laughs> they are great. They're yeah, a great band. Love yeah really love um so i would say the decision came uh from you know it's like uh it's an economic choice and it's also just like knowing my limits and not wanting to wait too long uh after this so and i am excited about the material and it also means i don't have to record eight tracks and then dwell on all eight for a year through the mixing process you know what i mean it's like it's a little more let's write it Fluid. let's record it let's put it out let's move on
1: so you're trying to approach this year a little differently with that so these yeah. first two songs surrender dead language are recorded ready to go will be out at the end of january mm-hmm. and then your plans for the rest of the tracks are yeah. to go in the studio month by month and just bang them out and put them out at yeah. the end of the month
0: yeah i mean these songs are to me uh like i they've all existed and i'm sick of them but i know that that's not the case for you know the people who kind of know me and kind of know i'm a musician or have seen me and are like where's your other shit um and you know about our little uh, songwriter circle yes with Uh, with the whole fam um and that's produced for me a lot of material i'm super proud of so yeah like let's just get it out there let's let's see what the let's see how it lives out of my reaches and out of my arms 2020
1: the year of edna
0: yeah god and like hopefully hopefully that's not the best part of 2020, <laughs> like, it, meaning hopefully, like we don't have uh, Trump as president. Yeah,
1: I'm <laughs> hoping that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> hopefully we don't look back and was like, well, at least Edna put out a lot of great shit. Yeah, <laughs> but we should look at it as but, Edna put
1: out a lot of great shit, <laughs> and that was only the beginning yeah. of a great year. That
0: was a soundtrack to <laughs> to the end of this like uh, crypto fascist psychotic. A nightmare <laughs> yeah
1: this is, a, this is a common theme amongst episodes of this podcast i would imagine
0: yeah where we're
1: always saying shit what the <laughs> fuck
0: yeah you know and like i don't know you you don't want to i there are so many conversations that float around art that's like um if you're not if you don't have a political stance and you're not using your art as a platform to express that, like you're, you should not have space or, you know, like this that, and yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, you know.
1: But so how do you feel about that? Your lyrics seem to me to be <laughs> personal, yeah, very personal. Political. <laughs> do you look at yourself as maybe approaching maybe more abstract things or um, maybe a political bent? You know, well, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I would say no. <laughs> I'd say hard no, but like not. I I feel like I've written things that um, express my political identity, um, and I don't know if you r- like remember terrible terrible. I do. Those lyrics, um, and the, there's a lot of songs there that I'm super proud of, but they were really in the abstract and really floated in like you know, I think there was a lot of fear about being like vulnerable or just not knowing how to like express through that. Um, but I, I feel like I'm at a new place in my mid sixties that I can, finally, like <laughs> that I can finally like say something personal and it, and it feels important rather than feeling like masturbatory or like, uh, yeah. Egregious, you know, totally. Well, let's, hear some of these
1: songs yeah you're gonna play some you're gonna pl- tell us what you're gonna play
0: yeah you know it's actually so dumb all right so i'll, I'll play dead languages because yeah. i feel like um that's a, that's a cool idea i would also love to play uh, one of the singles that's gonna come out in february oh my gosh well. we're a little little exclusive we're thrilled
1: <laughs> for that and you're gonna hear them yeah dead languages single that's coming out yeah. and we'll play we'll play the recorded track of surrender yeah three songs from edna people yeah two live one not live yeah hold on to your butts yeah clench them <laughs> clench your butt
0: cheeks people right. okay uh the song is called
2: dead languages tiptoes melissa said we're not dead yet we're in a good place now we're in the sweet spot now there's hope instead say what you mean say what you mean i'll make the table again say what you mean say what you mean and i'll pretend Take what you need, take what you need There's no finding shelter So I talk to you like strangers talk On your favorite TV show You're an extinct animal You're covered in dead languages that I That was our last number. And call me at home, call me at home, and I'll send you 13 again. I'm digging a hole, I'm digging a hole, I'll put your shoe box in there with the pictures of us in September, twilight's don't Talk to me like strangers talk on your favorite
1: Mike T, well,
0: should I come back to the table? Sure. <laughs> well,
1: you could play your next song now oh, too. Yeah, that's a good
0: idea. Kind
1: of. We're all configured for a
2: song, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, we don't.
0: So,
1: tell me about this next song. Before we play
0: it, um, well, before you play it, I'm not doing anything. No, I feel like they're get together. <laughs> it is a communal experience, you know. Like I can't play the song without you right now. Oh,
1: <laughs> that's the nicest thing anyone said to me. Thank you.
0: You need better friends, ma'am. No, you're good. You're a great
1: friend, though.
0: I try. Can't discount really that. Thanks, ma'am. Um, the next song is a song called "Lover Boys Rock" parentheses slow. Um, so, Lover Boys Rock Slow. I wrote it this summer. Um, uh, bu- 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 bu in the songwriter circle, beautiful. Yeah, it was maybe like uh, it was maybe week three or two of. We did a really short one this year. Uh, you've probably heard the. Yeah, the mythology I've talked about it all. on
1: this. We've got Gabby. Yeah, also known as Seamstress. Yeah. Mr. Busey, yes. also known as Brewster, yep. Ryan Egan. Egan's been here? Yeah. Oh, well, nice. Yeah. He's been on okay. my Radio Free Brooklyn show, right which is the same name. Yeah. You so you same can't thing. can't get that guy out to Jersey City for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> he lived pretty close Yeah. <laughs> now he doesn't because no. he lives in Paris, yeah,
0: Paris which is, is really cool. Is so much further from Jersey City than Yeah.
1: Is <laughs> he's way further. He's the furthest now. <laughs> And who else now is in that? I know Nick uh, was
0: in it for a time. Well, so the original, like, we did one in 2017. That was, like, Ryan, Mark, Sam, myself, and um, a few other randos that you might know. Like, Corey Sterling. I don't know if you know that Sounds cat. familiar. Dude, super good. Uh, shout out to Corey. But. Um, uh, and then Gabby came into the fold, and Nick came into the fold, and then uh, like twenty seventeen was actually I I think it was the same summer. Wow, I don't know. I'm like losing time, but uh, we all made it like forty five weeks. I I remember I made it like forty five. Yeah, weeks. that's
1: a lot of weeks. So that's like, almost a whole year. Almost, I was really, about a month short.
0: Really bummed out that I couldn't couldn't last the year, but like I was just. I was just drained I was drained and I had so much Going on in my personal life That I was like There's no way I can like Take my Spiral I I can't take a break from (laughs) like Emotionally and physically spiraling To like write a song about like You know Something that doesn't feel that important to me right now Um, So Then we Restarted with a different group, uh, you want You want some hot, some hot goss. Fuck yeah, yeah, bro. Here's some hot goss. I uh, <laughs> so I started this group. The group uh, we call it Puke Ellington um, with Ryan Egan, and Ryan and I are very close friends. And he, he and I were talking one night. I was saying how I have like a bunch of material I'm working on. Um, and I would even like taking a break from that just to kind of like get back into exercising that once a week muscle and, um, like basically saying like, Ryan, I want to rejoin the group. And he like looks at me and goes, yeah, you should do that. I was like, well, yeah. So what I'm saying is I want to rejoin the group. He goes, well, you know, rules are rules, man. Like, <laughs> you, <laughs> like you. <laughs> The rule was, if you missed a week, you're out of the songwriting group. And uh, I hadn't missed several weeks. (laughs) So Ryan would not let me back into the club. that I had started with my own two hands, blood, sweat, and tears.
1: That's capitalism for you, dude. That's capitalism (laughs) right
0: there. And uh, turns friends into enemies. Shit. Real fast. Damn. Um, But so, you know. Uh, we declared him uh, a traitor and canceled. And uh, so I started um, uh, the next iteration of it again with Mark and with Sam and Gabby Chavez. And of course, the great Charlie Stick. Um, what a guy. What a guy. Can never
1: Never knew how to pronounce his last name until <laughs> the first time it was mentioned. Yeah. Even though I've had him on this show. Yeah. I must have pronounced it then. Or maybe I just stuck to first
0: name. Yeah, you could see Gabby and Charlie just got married. Congratulations to them. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful love. Yeah, it really is. But you could see everybody at the wedding leaning really close when they said his last name. Like, oh, Oh, (laughs) and then a sigh. Like, oh. "Oh, Fucking sinks. I've been leaning. Pews full of light bulbs (laughs) went off. Yeah. Um, But so we and then we all started and I think this one only lasted nine weeks um we just like had all declared (laughs) like they had gotten engaged and actually with all the planning for their wedding they were still the two most committed to the group after nine weeks and I was like um you know I don't I don't know if you know this but I am constantly between jobs (laughs) um I I consider myself the most fired waiter in all of New York City Um, Which is like a title I Great title uh, At this point, like, have to uh, feel good about Um, So I was, again, in between jobs at the end of that nine weeks And I was like, "Um, yeah, I gotta take a break I'm, like, way too freaking out about, like Being able to pay rent to to write a song this week But that said, it was a really productive nine weeks I would say even a more productive nine weeks than the previous 45. Wow. Which either means I got better or I got lucky. Um, and I'm thinking it's a little bit of both. Bar- yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those type of situations. It's a little bit of both. Yeah,
0: for sure. The timing was probably right. And you got better as yeah. well. But also everyone got so much better. I mean, Sam is literally working probably as we speak on a record and then like pre-planning the three records after that um but mark gabby and charlie were just like week after week i was like whoa like this is like a bullpen of like the hottest arms in all of professional baseball great (laughs) arms
1: great (laughs) arms and now you're gonna play that song yeah yeah
0: so lover boys rock slow
1: lover boys rock slow mike t edna
2: I'm not in any mood to be so right now I think of Jesus at 28 Do you think he'd sleep around? Elisa Veda, you were right When you read my palm that night You said I live behind doors that I can't shut And we'd sing Lover boys rock slow With a few bad Elvis records Drifted out the window Lover boys rock slow I was digging what you were saying And I was forgetting about the time that I was starving, I was bruising And I didn't have a dime And may we all be forgiven Except for the poetry were stealing Borrowing phrases that you'd carve boys rock slow with a few bad Elvis records drifting out the window lover boys rock slow said if I Honest, that I don't sleep with no guitarists they are rude and they are cruel and they all think they are artists so may we all be forgiven except for the poetry we're killing borrowing phrases that you'd carve out the electric city dark when we'd sing Lover boys rock slow With a few bad Elvis records Drifting out the window
1: Hey, Mike, that was excellent. Wow! thank you so much. (laughs) That was really fantastic. I loved it a lot. Thanks, man. Um, I feel I like that song a lot. Cool. Yeah. And now we're going to hear the recorded version of Surrender, and we'll be back. What a pleasure it was! Yeah, this has been fun. You played two songs live, and we heard the recorded version of "Surrender." These songs will be out this year, 2020. <laughs> hmm. It's gonna be the year of Edna. Yeah, I'm feeling it. It's a new, um, it's in, it's in the stars. Great live performance! What a treat having Mike T of Edna perform live this here. Is awesome, man in the Look at My Record studio. I also
0: want to say, like, I think you are the... The DIY community is so dependent on people as, like, organized and, like, blindly driven as you are. Thanks, man. <laughs> you I know? appreciate I, that. I, do, I really think, like, you provide something that, you know, people who even run, run labels or run venues, like, can't quite... Uh, provide like you—you you are a driving engine that keeps people interested. It means a lot to me, no, man. Dude, Thank you. you a me, man. There's a lot of love here. Yeah, at ma'am. this table. Yeah. This I remember. I remember the first time I met you. You heckled me at a show, and I was like, "We're gonna be best friends." Yeah. <laughs> it was a loving heckle. Though. I know. I didn't know at the time. It was a love <laughs> heckle. It was like yes. It was a yes. Yeah. And I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm performing. Please be quiet." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Best buds Yeah Alright, nice. right. now you picked some records And we're gonna play them yeah. Starting with the Masterpiece
0: Tapestry By Carol King I Kang. mean, what can be said about Tapestry That hasn't already been said um, Other than it's uh, My early musical memories All Like, consist of Being in, like, my house Or my living room and my mother listening to music and always singing over the music. So, like, and it it didn't, like, even matter who. She would always do the octave up vocal. <laughs> like, nice. She could never sing with the singer. Even if it was fully in her range, she would always try to, like... So with Carol, I mean, Carol's, like, a maybe a contra alto. She's got a pretty sultry voice. Um, but my mom would always go, high. I'm like, so, but yeah. I, I hear so many of these songs with my mother's like uh octave on top of it, which is um pretty sweet, I suppose. That is <laughs> sweet, that's amazing. Your but, mom has a good voice. <laughs> uh, I didn't say that, <laughs> I did not say that. Um, but yeah, literally, uh, front to back, this song feels like my childhood home it feels like these mid-century modern wicker chairs these chairs are great
1: (laughs) these chairs these chairs are awesome
0: these chairs are actually also my childhood um so i I totally feel at home here but like you know uh will you still love me tomorrow i feel the earth move under my feet um you make me feel
2: like a natural Woman. beautiful song, so many good songs <laughs>
0: yeah yeah I don't know it, there's just like um, you know my mom loved piano ballad uh, my mom's still alive so like this is not a yeah. in, in memoriam um, but um, hey mom uh, but she loved piano ballad singers and or just like piano singer songwriters and I could never jive without Elton John really I got into The Stranger by Billy Joel at a young age, but that's not even his like piano ballad Damn. era, um, or like super piano-driven era. Uh, but Carol King hit a she hit a sweet spot in my yeah, young mind. She did, and I, I, she sticks around. I don't. I. There has to be something more to it than just like uh, the people like, uh, the the Boomers, um, who were her primary fan base are still, like, buying records and listening to music and paying for, like, $300 tickets to Beacon theater shows with James Taylor or whatever. Um, these, yeah, there's just, like, some really beautiful lasting power to it, and I remember in my, um, when I first moved to New York, I had a car, uh, and I had driven that car for, like, probably five years prior to moving here, and I would always have tapestry in my car for whatever reason, Uh, like whenever my um, tape deck adapter would break for my iPod or my Zune, actually, shout out. Um, (laughs) uh, I, I had tapestry in the car and I would always try to sing in her range because i i used to have a super hot like high singing voice like um from a, a musical theater high school boy like always aspired to hitting the highest male tenor notes <clears throat> so trying to sing carol king was always like a good uh, alone time challenge and um, sometimes there would be tears in the car alone Beautiful. listening to so far away <laughs> That's
1: a beautiful song. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a crazy. Really song Really moving song. Yeah. Also, like this record cover is like, there. We live in, uh, you know, a time where these photos are posted, like, of people we know are posted to Instagram constantly. Like somebody next to a beautiful windowsill and near, a cat and a cat and cat a definitely cat and sweater. But like, yeah. There's this is like an a cover that could be put out by any artist currently. Absolutely. And it just looks gorgeous and haunting and haunted. Yeah. Spot on. Thanks, brother. Spot on. <laughs> Great story. And what do you got next? Uh we have a ghost is born by Welcome, <laughs> a ghost is born. For those uh watching the home film, I'm actually holding Sky Blue Sky. Um which oh my god, you have both the CD and the vinyl in here, which is actually so cool. Yeah, came with the CD. Yeah, because right. they they can't give that shit away at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, uh. Wilco's been a part of the. Um,
1: I, feel, been, I feel like I could really hear the Wilco influence. Thank you. In the su- surrender in and surrender? your songs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I. Wilco is kind of, like, the model of the rock band that I have found always most interesting. You know, I mean, obviously I'm a huge Grateful Dead fan, Um, but, like, the songwriter kind of front and center, surrounded by, like, musicians who can kind of, like, bring to life the, um, like, how... Broken and devastated The content is um, Has always like I've always you know uh, Again Being a a white man with a beard Like uh, wanting to have a band That sounds like Wilco is not that profound But um, There's just such a Like rawness And uh, vulnerability To Jeff Tweedy's Writing and the instrumentation And A Ghost is Born is like um, I mean, you know, the backstory, like it's the first record where Tweedy had to be the lead guitarist, um, and he like rises to the challenge yeah, sure. in this like super non-traditional like, okay, like let's use my kind of rudimentary guitar skills like to my advantage, um, which is super fucking punk rock, um but also like really, uh, it, it feels just so intentional. He's just such an intentional writer and guitar player. And Mark and I saw Wilco um, like two months back uh, for like the millionth time together. And it's just like, they're just such a, um, it's sometimes I, you know, in, in this modern world, um, where just like I'm always trying to stay on top. I don't think I picked a record from the last 20 Yes. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it's there's just something that um, it, Tweety's not trying to like be the, the showman. Uh, like a chaplain-esque showman, or trying to be like some otherworldly, like artistic savant, like a Bowie or the Prince. But um, I guess it's the uh, the real the the realness of it, the the, uh, the human humanity. Very real, very stuff. human. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like how human it is.
1: We both love Wilco. We both love Wilco. We both love. Wilko. That's the bottom line. And
0: baby you can bring that to the bank take it cash that check <laughs> take the money <laughs> guaranteed cash yeah man don't bring out the branch manager yeah i don't want to talk not to necessary him. <laughs> they'll just take cash it
1: up front cash it up front. you won't need to talk to the branch manager and after wilka <laughs> we are gonna hear what else what else you got there um <clears throat>
0: Let's see. Let's see. We got. Oh, built to spill. There's nothing wrong with love.
1: Yeah, there isn't.
0: There ain't anything ain't wrong. No, this is truth. It, man. I like when a when an artist comes right up front and tells a plain truth. Maybe something people are scared to say. Um, but let's be real.
2: There's nothing wrong with love. It's yeah. so good.
0: You've got love in your life. We've all got love in our hearts. Um, I would say like Doug March 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 something
1: something like that
0: (laughs) i would just a um a guitar player i've admired for a super long time again i'm a huge dead fan yeah guitar solos are were passe for a super long time um and like would not exist in like a In the indie sphere, or anything like that, or like even the the singer songwriter sphere, but built to spill, like manages to make the guitar so exciting and like so front and center, and also like kills as a trio. Yeah, yeah, absolutely hard, hard, absolutely hard to find. Um, this record just feels like um, (laughs) it. It feels like they didn't know how popular they were yet. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's one of their best, if yeah. not their best.
0: Yeah, um, they definitely. It, it feels like the moment before they they had like a, a real budget, which even when they had a real budget, didn't mean they you know brought in like Eno or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I, I like. He's a super abstract lyricist, but very. also feels like pretty profound sometimes. Like reaches in, um, yeah. I, I just this is like a, I think we just came out of the season where that this record is perfect for, yeah. like late fall.
1: It's a super fall record. Yeah, um, very foliage. Yeah. driven record. Yeah,
0: um, and also as someone who. Uh, just had to go through the process of like deciding on art for some stuff. Like I mean obviously that's a cloud. But I really love like looking at records and you're like looking at album art and you're like I'm like staring at this, but what the fuck is it? Yeah. I mean obviously it's a fucking it's a cloud. Or is it it's a cloud. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a cloud. I think it, or <laughs> who or who knows. Or maybe it's a bull a bullfighter dancing in the sky hey people like to cloud watch and interpret the clouds do people still but now there's cloud watch app oh really yeah that you know you kind of don't have to uh so much guess if it's a strato nimbus i'm
1: gonna download that
0: app (laughs) (laughs) we need we need to watch more clouds this year 2020 It's relaxing. yeah let's relax meditative let's take it easy just look at the clouds we're go so by. caught up in the in this rat the race. non-cloud yeah world uh, yeah the oculus malls of in the, in the apple the, the big apple the apple store stores anyhow
1: uh, anyway uh, your last th- one your Tanga. yeah i mean you're going and then nothing turned itself inside out yeah i am um, year 2000 man which year feels crazy 20 years
0: old yeah, wow um, I mean, I guess there's two reasons to pull this out A, you're going to see them for the fifth Lord of Hanukkah tonight um, Which I'm very jealous of Maybe I'll go yeah. Maybe I'll find a ticket Yeah, find a Maybe ticket find Let a me ticket. know if you do yeah. We'll meet up, yeah. we'll have a good time Are you going to any other nights this week? No, just that Yeah Um, This record came into my life maybe six years ago um and was just like a really soothing powerful force um really opened my eyes to like again what an LP can be like beyond the scope of you know what uh I I feel like maybe it's not self aware to say that the album as a form as a front to back form is like something that was created in the classic rock era um and kind of has always existed like i don't even know if through the 90s there's tons of like uh i mean you know people are always writing for the format but um uh, this feels like fossilized and then like Given some sort of like modern update as to like what a uh, a full story told through album is is like really ought to sound like yeah,
3: yeah.
1: great um, Georgia song Madeline Madeline and, dude and night falls on Hoboken the epic the last epic. track on the record
0: yeah let's save Tony Orlando's house yeah I again. love it <laughs> great title. <laughs> Great <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, again, as somebody who's obsessed with The Simpsons, too, like, um, that's, uh, that's huge. Uh,
2: like, um, I don't know,
0: this, <clears throat> this, from literal cover to last track on the album, it's just an intensely enveloping vibe. I've tried to write songs that sound like every day uh I've tried to write songs that sound like Madeline yeah Madeline's a beautiful song yeah um they're I I wonder when their uh like presence or their influence will stop being felt like through songwriters like us or like me and my contemporaries um I don't think ever. I, I, I think I think they are another band that uh, like sets the bar for what it is to just like be a working musician. Like, and I also think they're like an excellent example of like what your kind of your not your vibe, but like your podcast, your uh, digital archiving, like all of it is like this whole band is an homage, not necessarily to like their artistic spirits or anything, but it's like an homage to the idea of music and people making music. Like all they care about is just like, let's, buy a record, let listen to it in full, like let's jam it out. Like let's celebrate the fuck out of it.
1: They're three huge music fans yeah. and you know, full disclosure, probably my favorite band, mm-hmm. if not my favorite band mm-hmm. and their whole story is very inspiring mm-hmm. as well because, and I could see why they have such a lasting impact on songwriters because They really started with nothing. They didn't really know how to play their instruments. They didn't really know how to write songs. They were inspired by other bands in Hoboken. Ira was a rock critic Mm -hmm. for publications like the New York Rocker and things like that. And then they just started writing songs. Their early stuff was very... Good, but very similar to a lot of other stuff you'd hear on college radio in the late 80s. Mm -hmm. And then at about the 10 year mark, they really took a big step forward with uh, developing their own sound and really experimenting. And it really just is an example. Just songwriters, keep at it. As long as you love what you're doing, continue to push forward and you'll find your voice and you'll write and create great
0: things yeah it's like it's the most beautiful like devotion I think like they are an example of like a gorgeous devotion to music like no matter what it takes I'm gonna try to write these songs that remind me of these things that just make me so fucking happy I love I love their compilation of like long cover records you know what I mean like there's they are in ways the diametric opposite of Big Thief who's Big Thief so mysterious and like what are they like what is Adrian Lanker thinking like where do they find the time to fucking record another record while they're like touring the world this whole time and like you there's even no like real blip or uh sign that they're going to put out another record this year yet here it comes. And Yola Tango is like, um, here's like, here's like some grateful dead covers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like some like fifties B sides that we yeah. found that we're really stoked about. And like, here's some like kind of like shitty off key singing yeah. from us. Like, totally shameless and like uh, forward facing and vulnerable and I, I think that's amazing and I also think you know it helps like uh, people grow community with that. People feel like the artist is not some, you know, uh, infallible yeah. mystique. Absolutely.
1: No. Great conversation on these four <laughs> records that Mike picked. They're awesome. Mike's awesome, Edna's awesome, and we're gonna play them, and then we'll be back to wrap things up. Sick.
4: And then drought sure, gets me down and lonely Nothing else to do but close my mind. Doesn't anybody stay in one place anymore? It would be so fine to see your face at my door. And it doesn't help to know you're so far.
3: Slow motion, slow motion. motion. A little ride in room and day. God is with us every day. A little red light is with us every night. Change. Oh, in so many ways, I find more missing every day.
1: back we heard mike's picks and what a delight it was to hear them sadly show's over man yeah this it's is almost right. over yeah. but edna's journey is just beginning in 2020 <laughs> you've got yeah, two songs coming out
5: mm-hmm.
0: surrender and what's the other one called surrender and dead languages and then, if all goes according to plan, in February, we'll be hearing Loverboy's Rocks Low. Ooh, which you got an exclusive sneak peek of, listeners. Yeah. Um, and
1: Metal as Satan. Ooh. Love it. <laughs> yeah. And you got a show coming
0: up at the great Babies All Right on January 29th. January 29th, Babies All Right will be our uh, single release show. We're really, really excited. That we have some very
2: exciting special guests.
0: Awesome. Yeah i'm really excited i think it's gonna be uh i think it's gonna be a party
1: and you guys find edna on the internet facebook instagram yeah. for all updates the songs will be released into the wild soon until then mike been a pleasure yeah this is thank you for being here i love you
0: so much i love you too this
1: is a real friendship people (laughs) this is a real friendship
0: yeah man this isn't showbiz yeah this is not showbiz
5: (laughs) we will see you you listeners i'm looking at you see you babies